What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. Unfortunately, last night I said some off-color remarks that I'm going to play right now. You know, you get more positive when you're around positive outlooks and people. That's why you got to watch out for those nappy-headed women. They come in there yeah, all, they're right. Know, they're, I know. They and then all. they're doing stuff, too, and they're showing skin. You saw These remarks do not reflect my opinion. I love the African-American community, and they actually hold a very dear spot in my heart. I want to say that I was trying to make an off-color joke in reference to legendary broadcaster Don Imus and his off-color remarks, which I'm going to play right now. Girls from Rutgers, man, they got tattoos and... Some hardcore hoes. That's, that's a nappy-headed hose there. I'm going to take that down. Oh, man. man, that's some... Ooh, right? On uh, Friday, I apologized for some remarks that I made and others made, but particularly ones that I made uh, on this program to the women. Now, as we can see, those remarks are apparent. But let's be real. White people can have nappy-headed hair. Black people, Chinese people, Hispanic people. Everybody can have nappy-headed hair. So... My words were not directed at any particular race, color, creed, or ethnicity. And to prove that, I went to the source, the people that are actually on the show, the Borner family and Corey himself. And I asked him, hey, Corey, how did you feel about the statement that I made on the show? And here is how he felt. Corey, I just want to say I apologize. And I just want to make sure you're not mad at me for anything I said last night. Of course not. At all. Of course not. Okay, is your mom upset at all? Mom's not upset. She loves you to the moon and back, just like I do. Oh, I love you, Corey. Okay, we got to have you back on. We're going to film some more content. You are the man. Your positive attitude was awesome. The audience loved you. I love you. And I would never, ever want to offend you or your mother or anybody because you are the man with the plan. So so you got to find a way. Thank you so much. Tell your mom I love her. I love you guys. Okay. Now, as you can see, Corey, his mother, they were fine with it. It's because I'm primetime 99. I'm a pinball and I'm blimp. What can you say? I'm going to play all day. You know, we can do it. And let me tell you something. Like I said, I get nappy-headed hair sometimes. So let's be real, guys. Free speech. The blaze, they're going to let me say what I want. So you can't stop me. You can only hope to slow me down. I'm primetime 99. Peace. Let's start the show. My grind so refined, I got no time for no games. Ask yourself why would I make time for you lames? At all costs, cause I'm a boss. But break them off, yeah, gotta break them off. Welcome to Primetime with Alex Stein. I'm your host, number 99, on the ground all the time. And this evening, we're joined by a lovely guest, a person that is responsible for me even having a job there. Her, she is the one, the only Sarah Gonzalez, and she's my favorite big booty Latina. Thank you. For the, for the record, uh, I think we're having... Okay, your mic's off, so, so we're giving... What's a little hiccup? This is how we do it here. Come on set, guys. It doesn't matter. It's a live show. We're going to have hiccups. And I'm really freaking out because, you know what? It's like every show, Sarah. You know, I'm so grateful to be working here. I love the blaze. I'm so honored. Uh, I mean, I'm, but I seem to be going to the principal's office quite a bit. <laughs> I've noticed ever since I've, you know, started my job here, and uh, it's fine. Are we on? Are I'm we live? On. Can we I'm hear? On. I think can I can hear. Can you hear me? America. Okay, we did it! All right, guys. Listen, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. What show number is this? 
Uh, I've lost track. I don't know. I've, I'm so high on fentanyl. I don't even know where we're at. Are we in Dallas? Episode 12. Okay. And this is the apology episode. So I don't know if you were able to hear that, but I had a Corey Borner on the show and I uh, made a comment in, in the vein of Don Imus mm -hmm. as a joke. Mm -hmm. And some people may have taken it incorrectly. So I wanted to let the world know that I am sorry in that. Are you? I, not really, to be honest. No, I'm not. I'm not really, but because I, uh, I didn't do anything wrong. But I do like to bring attention to uh, kind of the absurdity. And honestly, I don't like being censored. I know you don't like being censored because you're probably the spiciest Latina in the world, speaking of. Latina, spicy Latinas. Yeah, uh, which, by the way, I appreciate you set setting the record straight on me being your favorite big booty Latina because I know there is someone else who's kind of famous in the political sphere who you recently called that, and I would just like to state for the record, she doesn't even have a big booty. She doesn't, and neither do you really used to, but you no, know, it's not, I mean, I listen, know. it's not even about the size of the booty, it's about the size of the heart, all right? And that's what you have, you have a big heart, and uh, it's not enlarged from any sort of, uh, no. no, it's not, no, no, nothing like that. No arditis, no periomonitis, alobladitis, no itises <laughs> over here. Uh, we are all healthy, but your heart is big. It's very good. And you're the one that discovered me and put me on the blaze. So I just want to say thank you so much. And I'm also in trouble because mm. I didn't have Sarah on the show. It's true. Soon enough. So what did it's you think? Of, what did you think about all the internet uh, ladies that I had on? I had what they call internet thoughts. Yeah. Not yeah. that they're thoughts. None of them are thoughts. I love all the ladies that are on my show. Please, <laughs> George. Alex is going to have an OnlyFans chick on before he has I me. know, and that's another thing. What so, the hell? Okay, let's talk about that. Sarah, so the OnlyFans, I'm getting crushed about the OnlyFans model. You should that I, be. But you remember the original plan was to have you in mm -hmm. the OnlyFans model, and I was going to be the good cop. You were mm -hmm. going to be the bad cop. Obviously. And, and then I had her on the show, and I simped out because she had these things in my face and she was really? very nice yes but she was very nice she won me over i'm like donald trump she just won me over and uh -huh. kind of, listen i'm sure donald trump looked at stormy daniels and was like i would never i would never do that never in a million years and then she starts looking at you they start looking at you and then all of a sudden you start thinking with the wrong head and i'll be honest i was not using the right head when i did that interview i used the wrong one you did you did and um you know i i Thank you for giving me uh, the, the credit for bringing you here. I like to use that as an example that I am uh, not an ableist. I also like to give the disabled people opportunities <laughs> because you now have a job here. That's what I'm saying. See, guys, people don't realize the special <laughs> needs employees, yeah. including myself, and let's not forget our producer, Jimmy, Mr. Special Needs himself. Jimmy, aren't you so grateful that there we have a company that's willing to hire people yeah. like you and me that have serious mental health issues? Well, we didn't quite hear you, but we'll get on the next here, here Now I we am. hear you. Yeah, thank you, you very much. You have to press much. the button. But you remind yeah. everyone that that's the only reason I got into Princeton, because I won't shut up about how I went to Princeton. Yeah, so. I know. And you are a smart guy, but let's just be honest. I mean, you did get hit in the head a few times in the football field. We probably 10 less hits might have been good, right? Yep, that would have been. I mean, I sat the bench most of the time. Yeah, but, but you practice hard. I did you, practice hard. You I was the try hard. hard on the scout team. And that's why I love you, Jimmy, because you try so hard. You put in the effort, and I just want to thank you live yeah. on the air for all the effort that you do. And thank you. And I've only told you 800 times I prefer to be called JVT. Oh, my gosh, JVT! 
BT. Hey, oh, oh my no, God. No, 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 no. I do always mess that up. What I do always mess that up. No, 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 no. No, Jimmy's right. Jimmy's right because this is why Jimmy comes from a nice family. No, this is why because Sarah. No, no, no. Actually, do I am empathetic. You're literally calling him Jimmy right now. Oh my God, JVT. Sorry, it's sorry. It's hard, JVT. You're my friend. You're one of my close friends. It's hard to remember this because I have multiple names, but I like nicknames. I'm prime time nine and nine, so I like the nickname. But this is the reason why Sarah is Jimmy has nice a nice family brothers that you know brother. And they're ashamed of him. Well, they're ashamed of me. They don't want me doing some of the stuff that I do. I'm very controversial. No, when, when Alex inevitably gets canceled, I just don't want it to somehow go back to my sweet mother. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to help Mama, Mama JVT. So I get it. So I apologize. JVT, I will not make that mistake again, but... Um, uh, Thank you. Well, we could clear that up because the chat's been very confused. Is it Jimmy or JVT? It's JVT, it's chat. It was Bo. Technically, it's Bo. You know what? Honestly, what is the name? I'm going to just start calling you Gunther. Why don't we just change it? We'll just totally... Mm. No, you don't like that one? No. Because it's... Oh, my gosh! I'm trying to make jokes. It was a Second Amendment name. Gunther Gun. I don't know. I, was trying... I like it. Wait, so are you... Do you think that your name Jimmy is so rare that people might find out who I your family don't wanna, is? I don't want to give anyone any hints. I mean... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you are like a, kind Bye. of a person on the internet now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you, when all my internet stuff says JVT, my full name is nowhere. Let me tell you something, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, JVT! Sorry, I didn't even mean to do it that time. <laughs> Let me just say this is this is one thing that I've learned, and this is one thing. And, and as a person in the car business, you're like, what does that do to the cars? People always want to have anti-theft devices, right? Like, oh, I'm going to protect my car. Nobody's going to break into it. If somebody wants to break into your car and do it, you cannot stop them. So I'm just saying, whether they know your name, they can figure it out. So that's, that's not saying that we shouldn't be careful or we shouldn't show you some sort of privacy. I'm just saying, if they want you, they can find you. Because they found me. You know, they actually, after I went on Tucker Carlson in the middle of the night, mm, they went and shined a high, yeah, a high-powered flashlight in my house. So trust me, Jimmy, they're not going to be shining any flashlights in your house. Not anytime soon. So I think you're safe. But you do have a wife. You know, you're, you're starting a family probably soon. Why don't you so. give her name too, Alex? I, I'll give her say where they live too? Should I give her the social security? <laughs> yeah, do you want your mother's maiden name? I mean, I'm just going to give it all. So JVT, we spent the first half of the show. Um, and I can just tell we're stressed. He's stressed. It's a lot of work, Sarah. You know, you've been here for, uh, you know, a long time. JVT and I are new, so we're still figuring out the office politics, trying to figure out mm -hmm. the uh, protocols in which it takes to put out a show. And Jimmy and I, we're fly by the seat of our pants. Mm. Or Jimmy's fly by the seat of a Speedo. Or JVT. JVT! <laughs> oh my gosh! Ah! I'm sorry! I'm sorry, JVT! <laughs> <laughs> Let's just turn off the show. Let's just, let's just relax. Sarah, just lie down for a second. Can I need to relax. I'm too fired up. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, just let me know when you're ready for the ad read. Maybe well, I mean, I don't better. know. We might just need to kind of relax because my blood pressure is getting, my heart's feeling enlarged right now. And I do, JVT, I want to apologize. You deserve so much better. But I have a lot of mental health issues myself. So it's hard. Just two young autistic men trying to make mm. a show. We're doing the best we can. So I just want to apologize to you, your family. The entire VT clan, and just know that I'll never make that mistake ever again. Do you accept my apology? <laughs> Crickets. Oh, yes, I do. Okay, all right, now we can move on. Okay. All right, now we got to pay the bills. We have actually a very, 
incredible sponsor because Sarah, that's also been another thing. A lot of people, they don't want to sponsor me. They I don't want to come here and sponsor them, me. But let me tell you, it's a new thing called Budgie Smugglers. JVT, come on down, what? show them. Yes, look at it's this. It's going on no, right face now. Face this camera, come back a little bit. Uh, so, I forgot I did cupping. Yes, he did cupping. So yeah. this is Budgie Smugglers, their designs. Ah, they, yes, they manufacture ah, the most stylish Australian-made swimwear you can find online. If you want to show off your dong without going to jail, go online and buy yourself a pair of the Budgie Smugglers because they're going to freaking pack it tight so you always know you're looking right. And if you got a big dong, it's never going to be wrong because we can hide it. What? Uh, yeah, because this is a special material. It's actually a very water-wicking material that'll keep you cool. It'll keep you cool when it's hot, but it'll keep you warm in cold conditions. So we just want the people to know you too can wear these products. So if you want to go and support, the promo code is your dong is never wrong in a pair of budgie smugglers. What just happened? What? That's how. That's we're we're trying to sell some products. We're trying to make a living here. That's just what happened. So if you guys want to go support, <laughs> please, for the love of God, use the promo code. Your dong is not wrong. Ninety nine, and that will help pay the bills because Lord knows, I, I can get fired at any moment if I do not become valuable to this corporation. And right now. Like I said, I'm in the principal's office every show. I'm uh, I'm on uh, That's true. I'm on double secret probation That's is what true. they call that, okay? <laughs> so when you're on double secret probation, this is not good. It's not a fun place to be. I'd rather be on no probation, but I digress. I want to get back to my lovely guest. Sarah. Well, shout out to the experts in the chat who was like, why is Jimmy not wearing pants? Wait, well, yeah, wait, what? Do they not realize that you were modeling the smugglers? <laughs> well, no, no. Well, yeah, You're I'm just owning it. Well, yeah. I had my pants off because it was easier, but I kept the shirt on and not gave it away. But yeah, I'm just, yeah, budgie smugglers. I bought them in Australia. They're great. And uh, we're trying to get them to sponsor the show. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. And, and, and you, know, you know how we know the show is really not going well, Sarah? Is I think we have... Jimmy in his underwear, I think, is the lowest congru. Uh, what is it? Uh, congruent? Is concurrent. that how I said? Uh, the word's concurrent. concurrent. Whatever. I, I listen. I graduated from LSU. You know, I don't know a lot of these words. <laughs> the biggest concurrent, the lowest concurrent numbers we've ever had. So, thank you so much, Jimmy, for your hard work and showing off I, your your great body. Well, yesterday we had the girl in the bikini, and and I was like, well, you know, we got to bring the fire again. So equal opportunity. <sighs> yeah, this is. But it I got to do more spin classes. No, I think you look great, honestly. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I was more concerned with the cupping bruises. No, I think those are actually those are. <laughs> I good. forgot right. about. I went to physical therapy. I didn't realize I'd look like I got assaulted by a giant squid. But yeah, apparently it's called stagnation. I don't know. Check out Bobby Craig at Kinetic Chain. Uh, he makes you feel weird things. <laughs> Is that good? Oh. Do you like it, Jimmy, when the man makes you feel weird things? Does that feel good inside somewhere? Uh, I mean, it hurts so good. I mean, It hurts so good. That's what they always say. Like he say. released, it's called the fascia and mm -hmm. uh, the stagnation and all that because I was really tight. But um, 
Yeah, he, he worked. This he is did, so he weird it. now saying it out loud. He worked mm-hmm. out the knots and he did, he did the cupping I mean, and uh-huh. let, and left the bruising. But that means he got a lot of tension out. So. Why? Oh, did you have a lot of tension, Jimmy? He had yeah, a lot. Uh, yeah. Can you understand why? Okay, we understand why. Tension. It's my fault that you have tension. But this seems like an Alan Dershowitz situation now. <laughs> did you keep on your underwear while you got cupped, or did this guy cup you while you were in the nude? Well, we confirmed that uh, it was a forty-year-old. So so there's no small business or no funny business. And ironically, wait, 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 go back. Wait, wait, why, wait, why does it, because they're 40 years old, there's no funny business. What, what is that? Go back, rewind. Oh, well, I was, you know what? Let's, let's not go into this. <laughs> no, let's this. go. So no, let's no, 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 no. I was going to make a joke, but, uh. What does that have to Let's do with whether or not joke. you were naked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, was, know. I was quoting our last interview, um, that you brought up. And he said it was a 40-year-old named Olga, so oh, there was nothing I wrong. See. Oh, but, but was this, this was a man that gave you a massage or that gave you the cubby? Because this is one thing. It's, call me homophobic or transphobic, which would be false accusations. But when I get a massage, I would only let a woman massage me. Mm. I, I would not let. Would you let a man massage you, Jimmy? Well, I did, and it, and it rocked. <laughs> okay, that's not good. No, we need to stop doing that, Jimmy. What does it mean if I... I would let I let women give me a massage. Well, there's a difference. Yeah, it's totally different because in college a chick can make out, but if two dudes make out in college, it's just experimenting when you're in college. Exactly for yeah. a girl, but if a yeah. guy does it, you're gay, which is cool, which is totally cool. If you make out with another guy, you probably like making out with guys. If you're a girl, you're just having fun, flirting. You know, everybody does it. It's a playing party. a game of truth or dare. It's insane. Crazy. But if two guys kiss during truth or dare, he'd be like, all right, well, let's change this channel. So, uh, uh, but I kind of really like talking to you, JVT, about this because I know that. You're a heterosexual, young, strong male, but I do want my producer to get massaged by men less, as little as possible. <laughs> if that's one job requirement, I would prefer you get all massages from women. Is that, is that okay? If you can find a woman who can do this cupping <laughs> technique on me. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it got me, oh my especially God. that one. That one really hurt. That uh, one, does, the, the more bruising, is that, does that the indicate? More bru- the more bruising, the more stagnation, which means you are extra tight there. This and is... I've had a lot of tension J- the last month. What I'm hearing from this is Jimmy's into BDSM. He is. And, I, no, <laughs> but this is the this is the sad thing. Is this really is, this is a cry for help. This is a secret cry from help for Jimmy. He wants to admit that, he wants to say that I've been stressing him out too much and he's overworked and that's why he has to go have men put weird devices on his body <laughs> and stretch him out and get him extra loose because he's extra tight. And I feel guilty. I mean, I feel really bad, Jimmy. And honestly, I want you to know the pain within my heart, it will heal, but I just hate that I could ever put you in a position where you're tight because I want you loose as a goose, dog. I want you as loose as freaking old, you know, old, uh, what are those the things you'd roll, you'd, a little kid, uh, like a radio flyer, what are those things called? A wagon? A wagon. I want you <laughs> loose, just like I can roll loose you like, like a, a wagon. Loose? loose like a child. You know how sometimes there's a wagon and the wheel's like, <laughs> and so I want you loosey goosey. Uh, that's just what I want. I want you loose. And that's the other thing is Jimmy likes to um, have a cocktail. He likes to go out. I notice he doesn't ever get to have that experience here, Sarah. So mm-hmm. I feel like maybe he might be tight too because he's so. Maybe. He needs to take the edge off. Dealing with me, that's another thing, is you know I don't drink, but oftentimes when I go- The people around you do. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> I need it. Sarah, when I go out, if Sarah and I ever got, she has to have a drink or two just to deal with me. I do. So that's maybe, Jimmy, that's the missing equation. I think you might need to kick the bottle, hit, you know, hit the bottle a little bit. Also, I wanted to give a shout out to the production crew who <laughs> hid the fact from Sarah because we wanted her genuine reaction, and boy, it was... It, I had no idea were you freaked that was out? about to happen. <laughs> yes, I saw him walking this way. I'm like, what the... 
is going on right now. Yes, yeah, that's how we do it here at Prime Time with Alex Stein. We're just gonna have you walking around in your Speedos, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. It's a saying that I always say all the time. So, you know, Jimmy, you're doing a heck of a job, so I haven't given you enough credit. I just wish you to know that. Jamie. Oh, Jay, Jamie T! <laughs> well, well, one day you'll get it right. I just can't. I'm having a breakdown live on the air. I can't. I don't even know your name anymore. I don't even. I kind of don't even know you after this cupping thing. Now that I hear that another guy is able to manipulate your body, I thought I was the one guy that could manipulate your body, and you now I'm finding out wow. that's not the case. It's just my brain you manipulate. Okay. <laughs> well, Sarah. So, what do you think about the sexual indoctrination of children going on in our local schools? <laughs> I think Sarah's the expert on that. What do I think about it? It's pretty good, right? Uh, well, I mean, I've started an initiative that's uh, fighting back against it, so no, not at all. Well, that's kind of annoying to the people that are... It, ex to all of the predators? Yeah, I'm sure they are very annoyed with me. Well, well Sarah, I have a, a different take. I'm, I'm against it because I don't think we've gone far enough, so mm. I'm starting some initiatives like uh, some family-friendly strip clubs, calling it Toddlers and Titties. It kind of rolls off the tongue. That's what I'm saying, and that's, oh. at least it's heterosexual. Yeah, family-friendly drag shows, oh, family-friendly strip clubs. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're going to indoctrinate them, at least make it hetero. That's what I'm saying. It's hetero indoctrination's okay. Oh, oh but, but Sarah, we actually talk about this on the show all the time, and I should have actually had this clip, but, uh, or whatever, a screen grab. Another woman, a lunch lady, just got arrested for grooming a 14-year-old kid, and the woman was pretty. Like, why is it always, like, attractive women, you know? I don't know, but it also really, really weirds me out that people, I'm sure, there are probably people who are watching this right now who are going to disagree with me. They think that it's, like, less gross when it's, the adult is the woman. It's pedophilic, it's disgusting. And, the, and, the, and it's a little boy. And they're like, well, when I was a little boy, I would have thought that that was super cool. And it's like, yeah, but it's still a problem. It's still, you're still impressionable. That's still a, a, an experience that you were not ready for, that your brain has to process that changes you, even if in the moment you think it's cool. No, it's 100% the most disgusting thing ever as an adult sleeping with a child. But it just has that weird social stigma where it's less socially stigmatized for whatever. I mean, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's obviously so wrong. I guess it's people like, what was the, when we were younger, the, the guy that, not uh, Mary Kay Letourneau, but who married the, who was the, like one of the original members? She married her student. Oh, uh, that was Mary Kay Letourneau. Was that Mary Kay yeah. Letourneau? Yeah, Mary Kay Letourneau. I'm saying, so she kind of started where she sexually assaults the kid and then they somehow get married, right? You remember that? And now they're divorced. But that's how. Oh, God, I wonder why that didn't work out. <laughs> what I'm saying is like, we normalize that. Society like normalized yeah. that. It should have been like, hey, you guys shouldn't be married. Should be no contact. But I think that's that weird, whatever, double standard where. Well, I mean, definitely the, the age of consent is, is being, like, they're trying to normalize it to be lower. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, when I see the attack on children, and I'm not a parent, I definitely want to have kids, but you as a parent, do you ever feel, like, black-pilled? What do I do? I mean, how do I shape their world where it's not, like, sexualized, divided, everybody's racist? I mean, I, I, mean, I would feel like it's a very uphill battle raising a child in this era. Well, I mean, I think that it's important to acknowledge that a lot of parents uh, these days have completely abdicated their responsibilities of being a parent. They toss it onto the schools, and that's why we're in the problem that we're in, right? Because you have parents who drop their kids off every day. They treat school like a daycare. They don't pay attention. They don't stay involved. And then this is where it's led because the activists went, oh, 
these parents are just dropping these kids off here and they're not even paying attention. If we infiltrate the education system, we can, we can take their brains, we can warp them, you know, and we can mold them to, to our little activist soldiers and that's what they've done. So, I mean, I think that the answer is more parental involvement to the extent that I'm doing it. I don't wanna, you've been to the drag shows. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to these disgusting things. Nope. I don't want to show up at school board meetings. I don't want to show up at city council meetings. I mean, you do kind of want to show up yeah, at city I council Yeah, I do. I have nothing better to do, so I need yeah. to go there. If, if you're a city uh, councilman or mayor, I'm coming to a city near you, but go ahead, sorry. Well, I, didn't wanna... I mean, I, so I, it's just like, I don't want to do these things, but they have to hear from us, and we have to push back with force to tell them that it's not okay. So, I mean... I'm not blackpilled over it because I've I've seen just the amount of traction that I've been able to get just a lot. as me. I mean, the news just broke yesterday that um, Texas Scorecard got this the exclusive that Glenn Hager, the Texas comptroller, is now investigating Ebb and Flow, the restaurant that I got that footage from, for being a sexually oriented business. There you so, go. I mean, and that's going to be huge if we can do that because they're going to owe all sorts of fines. They're going to have to register as a sexually oriented business, and it's going to send a message that you cannot do this as a venue and expose children to this without repercussions. No, and I love that, but this is another thing. Uh, we talk about the school that's indoctrinating kids, uh, and you say the parents need to be more involved, which I 100% agree, but this is another thing that I've noticed in this trans weird, trans ideology war is that the parents get divorced, and then another parent encourages the kid to transition to spite mm -hmm. That parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm seeing that. Uh, Jeff Younger is an example of that. There's multiple examples of that on the internet where there's single dads saying, I don't want this. Or in the case of Dwayne Wade, who's a mm -hmm. famous NBA basketball player, the biological mother <clears throat> to Zia Wade, Dwayne Wade's transgender daughter, son, however you want to say it, um, the mom is against it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, wait, really? Is she really? Yes, the biological mom. But Gabrielle, oh, the biological Union, mom. That's right. Yes, that's right. That's right. The biological right. mom is no way. Stop this. Yeah. I want to get involved. But now she's fighting in a court battle against Gabrielle Union mm -hmm. and Dwayne Wade. Which you know she doesn't have the money to fight that. Oh my! She doesn't have the money to go to court with him for one session, right. much less continuing on. How you know how long it takes in some sort of weird custody stuff like this? I know this is a uh, my parents got divorced. It's it's not just one visit. It's a very expensive process. So if you have more money in the situation they're going to have more control. Yeah, I mean, I would say that <clears throat> the answer, because I hear that a lot from men who, because I, I go to these things and I'm like, where the hell are the men in, in these mm -hmm. communities? Why are they not here in mass shutting this down? And I hear so often that same thing, right? Like, well, because that, like, if they don't go along with it, their wives will divorce them, and then their wife is going to just trans their kid and they'll have they'll have no contact with them or they won't get any rights. And it's like, I understand where they're coming from, but the answer is not to just sit back and watch it happen. You have a responsibility as their father, as their father. And if their mom is mentally ill, like that sucks. And the, But you have an opportunity to maybe be the only stable parent that they have. You have to at least try. I think you owe that to your kids because they're going to trans them anyway, right? If that's if that's how they feel, if, they're, if their moms are that crazy, like you're talking about Jeff Younger. Yeah. If the mom is that crazy, she's going to do it anyway. So you might as well fight for it. And, and this is, I, I don't want to say this, like to be purposely controversial, I'm obviously against the transitioning of a child, but what I'm really against is the gender reassignment hormone blockers. Now, I think they call, what is it, um, a social transition mm -hmm. or a physical transition? Now, I'm against both for a child, but I don't understand why if a parent really trusted their kids to be gender fluid or in this opposite gender, why not just socially trans, you know, transition them? Why do you think people are in such a hurry to actually cut off their children's genitals? Um, because we live in a very sick, uh, spiritually dead world. 
where they just you've got moms who are more concerned with views on TikTok, yeah. uh, you know, talking about their trans kid than they are actually doing the right thing for their kid. I mean, it's it's become it's the trend. Right. I mean, yeah. if you look at the amount of people it makes me sick to yeah, think that's the trend who though, identified yeah. as, as transgender or, or whatever, you know, 10, 20 years ago, just look at the amount of gender clinics that have popped up. I mean, you've got you've got doctors pushing them into this because it's all about the money for the doctors. Yeah. You've got the doctors convincing the parents that this is what they need to do. And then they get all of this special attention for it on social media. I mean, all of that is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and I, I remember learning in college when I took, I had to take a women's and gender study class. You know, you have to take all these stupid classes. Did you really? Yeah, I, t I got a minor in sociology, so I had to take all oh. these classes. So that's why I understand it so well. I mean, just kidding, I'm an idiot. But I remember them telling us that there is a small, and this is in 2008 or 2009 or 2010, you know, when I was in school. And they told us the reason why it's important to have Gender reassignment hormones, gender reassignment surgery is because there's a small amount, a very, very small amount of people that are born intersexed where they have either both genitals or half-formed genitals or they have some sort of gender, uh, genital mutilation. And oftentimes the parents have to decide right then and there. They'll do a gender reassignment surgery there or they'll some sort of give hormones from like infant stage. And so that's why all of this stuff even exists. And now it's just been corrupted to become this just oh, I feel like I'm a girl today. Well, here's your mastectomy. Here's mm -hmm. your prescribed mastectomy. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I we talk about this all the time on the news and why. Sarah's show, it premiere. I mean, it airs every single day, 5 p.m. Central. 6 5 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday here at The Blaze. It's a great show. I go in there. Almost every Friday you can catch me on there. But we talk about this. It's almost like a broken record. Do you think that there's ever going to be like a pendulum swing? Yes. You do? Yes, yes, I do. And I, th I think that we are at the precipice of it right now because you have people like Chloe Cole, who is yeah, one of the detransitioners. You know, they, they did this to her. The medical community inflicted irreversible harm on her at a very young age, and they lied to her parents about it. They lied to her parents about, they said she will kill herself if, if he will kill himself if you do not affirm this and turn her into a girl. And they had never said that, or she had never said that. So I think with Chloe Cole, there's a lawsuit that just popped up in Canada as well. There is the largest gender clinic in the UK is currently getting sued by a bunch of detransitioners who say, you guys, you guys rushed us into this. We were not ready. You did not warn us about all of the risks. You did not warn us about all of the irreversible harm. I think that with all, now I'm not saying that these medical communities are not still going to be woke, mm -hmm. but I think that they will at least be too scared of going bankrupt to continue doing this. Yeah, I think the real thing that stuck out to me, though, and why they use this suicide narrative where if you don't do it, they're going to kill themselves. But then if you look at the stats where a lot of these people that transition often kill themselves Anyway, anyway, so mm -hmm. there's just a high rate of suicide. So I think that the issue is that we have a mental health in issue, either with gender dysphoria or serious, you know, uh, serious, serious, serious depression where you think that cutting off your breasts or cutting off your penis would make you feel better mentally. That's that's a serious mental health disorder, because if I went and said, hey, let me cut off my pinky. Right. Or if I was a kid, hey, let me get a tattoo at, at 14 years old. The tattoo artist would say, no, I'm going to go to jail. Mm -hmm. But if that same kid walks into a gender clinic and they say, well, I, I want to lop off my breasts because I want to be a boy. They would say, oh, well, here's a lollipop and we'll cover you on CNN and you'll get clout and you'll be like Dylan Mulvaney. You'll get invited to the White House right. to hang out with Joe Biden. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm just the medical community. It clearly it's all about the money for them. Yes. Right. It's all about the profit for them. Mm -hmm. So if you take that away by saying, if you continue doing this, you will continue getting sued into oblivion and you will no longer have any profits because you will have to pay out in all of these lawsuits. 
They're not going to... I can't possibly, I mean, that's not a good business model. No, right? but you know what's really actually sad? So my family uh, physician that I've had forever, a guy named Dr. Jesse Doyle, he's basically retired, and he sold his practice. And when he sold his practice, he went back into it because this corporation that bought it, of course, he sold his private practice. These doctors are held to such a tight standard when it comes to their prescriptions, to what they can give out. So these doctors don't even have, they don't really have any motivation to actually help people anymore because they're actually fighting against the government regulations that only benefits the pharmaceutical industrial complex. So it's like, even the good doctors can't even do the job. If a doctor said, oh, I think ivorectin might be good for you, or I think this might be good, and they filled out the prescription, CVS won't fill it out. They won't fill, so... We're fighting an uphill battle where there can be even good doctors. There could be good politicians that go into Capitol Hill and they say, oh, I'm going to go a vote change. And then they get there and they realize, oh, I can't do anything. There's too many rules and regulations and I'm, up, I'm fighting an uphill battle. Let me just try to coast and keep my job. And I think that's what's happening to our doctors. I think it's happening to our teachers. And definitely it's been happening to our politicians. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, so I can see who's blackpilled here. Yeah, I know. And, but but, but oh. this is, I'm not that blackpilled because we have a great video that not everyone has seen. We're going to throw to it right now. And this is when my producer, JVT, and I, we went to the Texas State Fair and we asked people if they would sign a petition making big techs non-binary. So JVT, please roll that tape, son. At the Texas State Fair with the world famous big techs asking people if they think big techs should transition to a non-binary gender. Get support to make big techs non-binary. Transition into a female, maybe. Do y'all think big techs should be transitioned to non-binary? What the hell they mean? Oh, well, it means he's half half man, half woman. Next to bigger. Yeah. No. We're crazy. We think it'd be good for America. Yeah. Joe Biden is the best president ever. Female. Don't you think that's kind of bigoted a little, transphobic, binary? No. What? No. Isn't that racist? It's transphobic. Would that be racist? Well, shouldn't he be a she? Being transgender isn't a race. Well, kinda. Good, good job, pal. In addition to transition big techs, Oh. To non-binary because that would be more inclusive. You guys thinking we're gonna have much larger breasts in the picture, so they will have nipples that will, even though it's a hot Texas heat, it will have uh, nipples as if it's fair freezing cold. Maybe give him some breasts. So, well, half it, a breast. Well, no, half of two breasts. She'll have the biggest breasts in uh, Texas history. The singular breast. Debating whether one breast or big breast and still keep the male genitalia. It's gonna be hard to make everyone happy on that. But Joe Biden would prefer him. Be, Joe Biden sucks. Joe Biden sucks. He's the best president. Are you serious? Him to be non-binary. Because it. What? That's oh, one testicle. <laughs> Why is that so funny? Your name and email. And your favorite vaccine. And wow. favorite gender too, if you have one. You can put your favorite vaccine and uh, your favorite gender. Yeah, I see it. My favorite vaccine. Yeah, because we're trying to pick, he's not vaccinated yet. Gender has 37 genders, so just pick your favorite. My favorite is non-androgynous. We're trying to get like a survey. Big tech should be Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson. I'm currently not vaccinated. What? Oh, whoa. whoa. I didn't know this was a white supremacist rally. No, all right, Donald Trump. Join the movement. Would y'all be interested in something like that? Don't you just sign it? Give us your Instagram handle. Be Lexi. Don't lie, Lexi, because we, we have. Okay. She wasn't lying. Should be a shim. You know, you guys are just rolling up the wrong tree. We want to make him a female. No. I don't think so. Should they make him black? <clears throat> Maybe so. I don't know. That would be better. Nah. 
Really? That's kind of bigoted. Come on, don't you want to be progressive here? 20 years from now, you could be used pioneer the movement. To change his dress. Are you, his dress don't need to look like that. Well, he's going to have you a know thong what? You're going to need a more progressive dress, show a little more skin. Is he's, that what you're saying? Yeah. About transitioning Big Tex to a female. Um, negative. But you don't want to turn. We could put Big Tex in a dress and put Big Voluptuous. Oh, hey, hell. What? That would be bad. Well, no, no. Tell me this isn't beautiful. Are you transgender? Am I transgender? I don't believe so. I am. Female. <laughs> Would y'all have any interest in support? But half breast, half mess. Right. <laughs> Big, Big Tex! Big Tex! No! no. Big Tex non-binary. Non-binary. Would that be good? Muy bueno. Muy bueno. Those are actually uh, AOC's grandparents. So I just <laughs> want to say thank you to the Ocasio-Cortez family for participating in the video. And a little bit uh, inside baseball tomorrow, I guess we'll have a bigger announcement, but did you see, I just showed you before, that I filed a lawsuit against AOC and CNBC actually covered it already. And I'm not even asking for money. I'm just asking if my second favorite big booty Latina AOC would just unblock me. And now I'm telling you, I called her a big booty Latina on the steps of the Capitol and she made... 25 videos, putting me over, as we say in professional wrestling, you know, giving me, you know, letting me go on her platform. This guy's so bad, this and that. And then now our attorney, John Gross, is also Sarah's attorney. Great guy. Yes. He filed this lawsuit and immediately, I'm telling you, immediately CNBC reached out for comment within three hours. So... What does that How say? How did they get a hold of that so quickly? They are looking for dirt on her. And so she said, what do you think is going to happen with the ethics violation with the Met Gala? Gala, whatever it's Nothing. called. Nothing. I mean, I don't think anything is going to I think things should happen, but they'll just give her a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think she should actually lose her congresswoman position for that. I mean, just, but she should be paying for the dress. She should be, you know. I cannot, following the rules. I cannot believe she stiffed these people. Yes! She, she's supposed to be for, like, the working class. You've got a makeup artist just trying to make a living, and AOC just, just completely skips out on the bill. Because it's, it's incredible. No, it's not, because the, she's lucky enough to be able to do AOC's makeup. She's so great. Like, she should be paying AOC to do her makeup. That's probably what AOC thinks. I, I mean, probably so, or she just didn't want to get caught, right? Because if she wants the, her, her uh, office paid for it, then that's why they're, you know, in the predicament that they're in now, I think. Yeah, but I mean, listen. They had to send her to a collection agency. Yeah, I know. How lame well, is that? Well, and she probably didn't have very good credit. And who's the other, con <laughs> then we had another congressman who couldn't get an apartment in D.C. because he didn't have any credit. You know, that, that the newest guy, I don't oh, want to say his yeah, name, yeah. he's so non-important. But yeah, she probably has bad credit. I mean, what the heck? She's, she's spending all of her money living in D.C., paying $20,000 a month in rent. So... Just free my baby AOC, even though I'm suing you, baby. Don't take it too personally. Just unblock me, and we can make this all go away, my sweet, big booty Latina AOC. But I don't know if that's going to be the case. But I do know that if you want to buy the most pimp merch, make sure to go to pimponablampshop.com. We got the best shirts, sweaters, hats, mugs, stickers, you name it. We got it. Tell everyone you love big booty Latinas or... That you're a fan of primetime with Alex Stein, or if you're JVT's family, do not buy any of that merch because any connection to me could be instant cancelization. So! Cancelization. Is that a word? I don't think so. Is that a word? I'm fairly certain it's not. Cancelization. LSU. Go I, Tigers. You know, and let me tell you something. That one thing that I am good at, I'm very good at making up words. I have to admit that.
And actually, I was really embarrassed. I was speaking at a, an event, and uh, I, I got to share the video. And actually, everybody laughed, just kind of like some of the crew is laughing at me now. <laughs> I couldn't say ideologically. Ideologically, I could not say it. It took me like five times to say it, and people were laughing at that. And then all I had to say is, yeah, I went to LSU. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm not very smart. And, but I am good at picking a great producer because our next guest is a best-selling author. He's a political commentator, and he's just a great guy. And his, final, his latest book, The Final Battle, The Next Election Could Be the Last, discusses why he believes Democrats are a threat to freedom. Please welcome on David Horowitz to the show. David, how are you doing, my friend? On my website, the motto is, uh, inside every progressive is a totalitarian screaming to get out. Well, I like that. You know, every, I always say inside every man is a screaming woman, and that's why we should transition our children. So what do you think about that, David? What do you think about all the sexualization and the transitioning of children? Don't you think that's terrible? I, I tell you, if you had asked me, I was raised by communists, as you probably know. Yeah. And if you had asked me during the 60s, and I described myself, you asked me what I was, I would say a Marxist revolutionary. I would have been horrified at what they're doing to prepubescent and pubescent children. No respect for innocent. I've had, I actually had these fights 30 or 40 years ago when I was leaving the left, saying you just can't indoctrinate children. It's just immoral. Well, I know, but David, isn't there something weird? And I'm not an expert in communism. I'm definitely not at your level. But isn't there something weird about gender ideology and communism? Like, isn't it somehow connected or... Uh, homosexuality or something like that. I, I, what What is the conspiracy with that, how it's all connected? Okay, there's no... You will frustrate yourself forever if you try to think of a logic or coherence in the left. Yeah. What the left is, is a fantasy. It's a, a crypto religion. <laughs> they think every leftist thinks that there's this pot of gold over the rainbow called socialism or communism or whatever they want to call it, where we're going to end all of human misery, basically, that's avoidable. No racism, no sexism, no classism, no wars, no poverty. Uh, and they believe if they get enough power and delegitimize their enemies uh, completely enough, they can actually achieve this. And that's why they, they're prepared. They killed 100 million people in the 20th century trying to realize these fantasies. They don't work because the left has no sense of human nature. Yeah. And, and changing boys and the girls and so forth, it's, it fits their thing perfectly. Everything is imposed by a, an oppressive society. Race yeah. is a social construct. That's ridiculous. No, you're exactly right. And I just have a lot of fear kind of for the future when I, I look at this. And, and I, I, I like to think of uh, somebody, Saul Alinsky, in his book, Rules for Radicals. So explain to me, when, it, when did this communistic movement really get going? Because well, from well, Saul Alinsky is a good source of it. I, I wrote a book, uh, not a book, a pamphlet called Barack Obama's Rules for Revolution, mm -hmm. which was about Alinsky. And he was a communist. But he, he thought that the communists were too stodgy. But he endorsed the people who wanted to burn America down, in those words. 
So he was a very bad person and influence. No, and, and they love it. Speaking of Barack Obama, you mentioned, what about this conspiracy, David? Have you ever heard the conspiracy that Barack Obama is married to a boy and that Michelle Obama is secretly transgender? Oh, I, yeah, and I just heard that about Will Smith, too. What, is Will Smith transition or Jada Pinkett? There's something going on. Listen, I don't know about Michelle Obama, but Will Smith, his relationship with Jada Pinkett Smith is so unusual to me. And then him and going and slapping Chris Rock, all of that. So, so how does Hollywood fit into uh, cultural Marxism? Well, they're airheads, aren't they? They're mm -hmm. abused children, basically. Um, I spent some time in, in Hollywood uh, and was told by somebody who runs a pretty prominent acting school, that actors are ba basically come from abusive family, dysfunctional families. They were abused as children. They feel um, comfortable only when they're inhabiting somebody else's personality. No, you're right. They're more comfortable in the shell of themselves or the character than they are themselves. Yeah, Henry Fonda, one tragic day in the life of the Fonda family, his wife uh, slit her throat from ear to ear in the bathroom and left a note for the maid to come and clean up the mess. Her kids, I think Jane was about 13 at the time. And Henry Fonda was starring in Mr. Roberts on Broadway. Wow. And he went and did the performance that night. And he was also quoted as saying, the only time I feel real is when I'm on stage. Well, that actually makes sense, though, because if you have so much trauma, being able to escape that and then being applauded and then the crew around you, it is very intoxicating. It's so much better to and be they, that person. And they don't live real lives, do they? I mean, I don't they think have so. no idea how people live. What do you so, think is on the horizon for people? Everybody's struggling right now. You see the border crisis we're facing, the sex trafficking, drug trafficking, inflation. I, I think we're at the end days. Mm -hmm. That is, that if, if things are, I, I happen to be an optimist. And I, I, I think it's just an inborn quality, optimism and pe pessimism. My writing partner, Peter Collier, was a fatalist. It was always looking at the downside. I was always like the cockeyed optimist. Everything's going to be fine, which it wasn't. Yeah, it's not fine. I wish I could be that, but I'm telling you, I remember being a, a young man in high school and watching those Twin Towers go down, and I remember just saying some of my early memories is constantly, what is the government going to do? Then we fight this 20-year war in the Middle East, and we come out of that. It was a whole fiasco that we basically lost. So I'm saying I don't have a lot of hope or trust in the federal government. And do, and I'm, I'm guessing you're the same way, David? You're a true American. And that's yeah. why I think it's going to be impossible for the left to succeed. Americans distrust, they have a healthy distrust of government. Yeah, but we need to, I don't and know. They're if individual, and they're individualistic in a, in a way, for example, that Weimar Germany wasn't. Yeah, well, speaking of... Yeah, so tell us about the book, but get, but real quick, explain the, explain Myanmar or Germany and, and why was that the beginning of uh, basically this kind of cultural Marxism that we're going through right now? Well, you know, the Marxists like to think that they're the enemies of fascists and Nazis. They're actually quite, you know, opposite sides, or they're not opposite sides. They're just, just different versions of the same themes. Find a scapegoat 
for communists, it used to be capitalists. Now it's white people. Yeah, well, honestly, the white people are white people are the worst. It was the Jews and the gypsies. Yeah, well, let's purify the earth. I mean, there's really no difference between communist. You know, the Nazi is an acronym that's short for National Socialist uh, Workers Party. That says a lot. Okay, the last question before you go: What do you think about Kanye West? Is he anti-Semitic? Is he crazy? Should no, he be forgiven? I, I wrote about this, and I, of course I got hell for it. But Kanye is bipolar, there's no question about it. And they went after him because he was a Trump supporter for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took away his children, and uh, they took away his companies, and blocked him here, and blocked him there, and drove him more and more, you know, conspiracy-minded. Yep. Um, and the initial... The the people who destroyed him are all people who hate Israel, and I'm including the Jews in that. Wow. The Rob Reiners of this world. Wow. Um, they they all support. Well, Biden is funding Hamas, and uh, those guys love Palestine. I mean, you, I mean, you look at Elan Omar. Or, I mean, she she tried to say that she doesn't know any. Yeah. Her, you know, her, her father was a uh, government employee, a propagandist in the in Somalia, in, in Somalia, right? In an administration in Somalia, um, which 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 was, they were communists, and they were the worst he, uh, he, human rights abusers in all of Africa, according to the UN. They killed 50 or 60,000 people a year. And her family was a, were apologists and supporters of the regime that did that. And that's and she is a identified, she's a terrorist. No, she is. And she oh, married her brother. She married, she's so crazy. She's out there marrying her own brother to get him citizenship. That was to get into the country. She and now he's over. in London. You know, he's in London and you know he's into boys too. I don't know if you know that, but her brother is like some young men. So very weird, very weird thing. But but we gotta let you go shortly. But tell us, tell us about your book and tell the people how they can support you, David. Yeah, the book is uh is it, it's final battle from the, 20, from the 2020 election sort of to the present. And it shows how the Democrat Party is a, a party dedicated to creating a one party state by demonizing its opponents. For example, Trump was a lifetime liberal until a Democrat he ran against a Democrat. And, and then they turned him into a white supremacist. Yeah. They have no principles there. Anti-American, anti-the constitutional arrangement, uh, racists. Equity is racism, uh, and what they've done. And they're criminals. They're gangsters, basically. They will lie about anything, and it's not small lies. It's really big lies. No, you um, you said it all. I think they'll lie and cheat and steal because what they and say. It's all in my book. And we're going to get that book, the final battle. But what they always say is that. The ends justify the means. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest that's problems. What they be- that's the only thing they believe. They don't believe in anything else. It's, it's obvious. You know, the these so-called liberals, they used to be horrified by Joseph McCarthy, who did had none of the power that they have. I mean, they 
they've just censored uh, Newsmax and took away 13 million yeah. Newsmax yeah. customers. That's <laughs> the war we're in, David. And let me tell you something. I hate to admit this, but I think we're losing the war. So last question for you. We got to let you go. We got to wrap up the show. The war. Yeah, I'm saying, can we win it? Is this war winnable? Yeah, I believe the tide is turning. And the, the positive things, well, first of all, it was the revolt of the comedians. Um, if you follow, even Chris Rock, who's a leftist, uh, sees through the hypocrisy and baloney of identity politics, if you've seen his latest uh, special. Stand up. No, he's great. I actually like Chris Rock a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, you but, know. But- but he Trump did apologize created. for some of his best bits. I don't know if you saw that, where he said the difference between an N-word with a hard R and the difference between an N-word with an A at the end. It's one of his most famous bits. And he actually walked that back, said he couldn't be, he wouldn't say that in this era of comedy. So Chris Rock's no, great. No, but. he finished his, his act with the racist statement. You know, don't my mother taught me not to fight in front of white people. I mean, that is as racist as it gets. <laughs> Well, oh, dear. LOL. Okay. Well, I, I think there's, you know, if you go up on the internet, um, on, on YouTube, uh, there's all these black shows where they do commentary, commentaries mm-hmm. on these controversies. And you see these, these blacks are so articulate and they see through all the bullshit of the left. The black community sees through the bullcrap the most. I feel like that's the left uses them as as pawns in their their game oh, yeah, more than anybody. But contempt for black people. Yeah, they can't they can't perform on tests, so we'll eliminate the, t- the test. No, I mean how, how contemptuous is that? It's ridiculous. The, my thing is, it's there was a time when blacks were not educated because, like in slavery, they were denied, they weren't allowed to read books and so forth. But you have all these articulate blacks now, and and a lot of them are Republicans. And those are the most powerful ones, David. No, listen, we love all colors and creeds, and I believe the conservative side is less racist than the left side. So we got got to wrap up the show. We only have a few minutes left. David, thank you so much. Make sure to go get the book, Final Battle. Have a good evening, my friend. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Yes, sir. Have a good one. All right, guys, that's David Horowitz. Sarah, what do you think about David and uh, what he had to say? I think it was all very eloquently said and intelligent, and I'm looking forward to reading his book. I am. I'm going to read every single thing once I learn how to read. Jimmy, are you going to teach me? (laughs) JVT, are you going to teach me how to read uh, later with your Princeton education? Absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of these kids were hooked on phonics. As a small child, I was hooked on crack. So, you know, that's why I don't read very well. I bet well. you could speed read. Like I can't. See, that's why, that's why JVT's funny. Because I was speed reading. I would always get in trouble. I'd say, oh, I'm skimming, I'm skimming. Mm. The teacher said, you can't read that fast. I go, well, you know, Miss Druid, I'm hopped up on enough Adderall to, you know, power a freaking cruise ship of employees. So, Give me a break. Did you, did you, were you ever put on any sort of psychotropic drugs as a child? No. 
I'm completely normal. Why Your would... parents didn't experiment with any sort of no uh, attention deficit disorder no. medication, no. any mood stabilizing no. medication. No, no, little lithium, just a little drop no in your lithium. coffee, not no. just a little in your your school lunchbox. I mean, unless it was done without my knowledge. See, as a kid, I wouldn't take pills, so my mom would get the lunchables and she would hide my pills in the cheese. Mm. Because we did, I didn't... For, we did that for our dog. Yeah, I know. They had to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know you know why I'm raised this way. When my parents got divorced, they fought for custody of our family dog, Primo, more than they fought for custody of me. Neither parent wanted me, honestly. They I mean, could we... I don't blame them. I don't blame I don't even want to hear both sides. You know? <laughs> exactly. We need to have them on to give their side <laughs> of the story. But they did well, we, fight... I mean, we one, can't we can't. Have. One, we can't. Well, actually, Mom, what, did you... Is it true, Mom? Did you like... Who did you like more? Me or our dog, Primo, growing up? Well, uh, our dog Primo pooped inside less than you did. <laughs> Mom, you know I had an incontinence issue and I was afraid of the toilet monster that you told me about was going to reach in and steal my poops. You know that I pooped there for safety. I would poop in my room because the poop monster wasn't there. Yeah, I talked to all the other mothers and you were the only one with a toilet phobia. The poop monster! I wasn't the only one I would talk about the poop monster with all my friends, Mom. Listen, okay, we know. You like the dog more than me. I didn't like the poop monster, so I was raised basically by a German shepherd, Sarah. <laughs> I was with this dog more than I was ever with any of my parents. Things in- make so much more sense This is what I'm saying. I never had the love of two no. parents saying, oh, Alex, you're doing a good job. No, it was like, Alex, it's 60 extra cents for a piece of cheese on your double cheeseburger. You don't get that! You get a hamburger. You were bad in school today. I was bad in school every day. And do you remember the, uh, you get the satisfactory, how it would work, I remember this very clearly. Your grades are like whatever, but then you would have, uh, what do they the call conduct. it? Conduct. Conduct mm-hmm. grades. And I would always get U.S. unsatisfactory. Really? Oh, yeah, always, yeah. They can't hold you back for that. They tried. They tried to hold me back. Wow. Yeah, they twisted my arm. They said, oh, he's not... Uh, complying to the rules of, uh, you know, the whatever, the code of conduct. Doesn't matter. I'm I'm mentally insane. They have to pass me. So thank you, George Bush. Leave no <laughs> kid behind. Even me, even me, even a person like me can go to college and go to LSU. And I got a degree. Believe it or not, I got a college degree. Not everybody can go to University of Texas like you, Sarah. I didn't go there. I went to Texas State. Are you sure? Yes, my college boyfriend at the time. You're 100% positive that you didn't go to university. My college boyfriend at the time went to Texas, and I went to Texas State. So in I San had, Marcos? Yeah. So I had. Are you sure to, it I, wasn't in Austin, and then you just kind of... Because I did that. I went, to, I went to Baton Rouge Community College for like half my time. I thought it was LSU. No, my degree is from Texas State University. Yeah, but there's typos. You sure did? Okay, well, uh, we're going to have to fact check that. But what we're not going to have to fact check where Sarah got her degree from is that we are going to send a message. So, oh God, I'm scared. What we have here for the people playing at home, uh, we might need to get the handheld for this. And and DJ, get ready, but not yet. So what we have here, let, let's let's do the handheld. Let's switch to the handheld. So now, Sarah, let's stand up. What we have, we have Miss Gonzalez in a beautiful white dress, similar gown to what that of AOC, my second favorite big booty Latina, wore to the Met Gala. And you'll see this dress, it's from Ross Dress for Less. It's quality (laughs) fabric, you can touch this fabric. 
But what we're gonna do now is we're gonna go over here, Sarah, okay. and we're gonna send a message because AOC decided she didn't wanna pay her bills. Now it's gonna be a little dark. A little. I know, but it's okay. Okay, right here, Sarah. So oh this God. is what we're gonna do. Okay, yeah, let's get the hair. Let's get the microphone. Please don't spray paint hold, hold this. <laughs> let's hold this. Okay. This is for you, AOC. If you guys can see this, maybe a little more in the light. <laughs> let's see. We're gonna go pay. Ooh, it's cold. Hey. <laughs> Yo. Bills. There we go. Pay your bills. Now come in the light. Don't get on the set. Don't get on the set. But this is what we do, guys. We gotta sit down. This is a one of one, and it's hard to see, but this says, pay your bills, AOC. We gotta pay your bills. Come here. Come here, JVT. Guys, this is how we do it. We end the show the same way every show. So DJ, hit that beat. We got the Speedo and we got the AOC dress. So let's go and stay for the Ukraine. I am Prentan, double 99 and I grind and shine. Sarah Gonzalez in the dress. Got the red paint and I cause a mess. Jimmy is dancing in the thong. You know we can't 